The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and I want to pitch you guys my new crossover with the 2017 indie darling and Overwatch, Diva Cuphead. (laughs) My name is Taya uh, and to unlock me as a romanceable character, you have to pick all the nerdiest and most left-wing dialogue choices uh, when in conversation with me. My name is Faye and I had a recent heart attack when a student in my class asked me, do I really see the Switch Joy-Cons as nipples of the console? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Marlian, but um, where do you think is the best place to keep your fake poo? In your bottom drawer. Oh. <laughs> and we're a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And normally week to week, we like to dole out some advice from our very skilled backgrounds in gaming and romance. But with the year wrapping up, we thought, why don't we have a look back at the year that was 2022, which was obviously a fantastic year for everything and no thing went wrong all year, especially in the world of tech and games. But we wanted to look at what games we've loved, because at the end of the day, this is a gaming podcast. But, um, well, I think we'll kick it off with, like, does anyone have any kind of, like, highlights, things that stood out to them that was, like, the must-play game of the year? Well, I went into uh, board games, and hard into board games. Ever since uh, COVID and lockdown days, board games have been the thing that has kept me sane. Um, so some of the games from this year that I've been playing, perhaps not of released this year, but what I've been into include Viticulture. So you get to create your, you have a little own, uh, winery and you get to uh, make little wines. It's very, very chill. Very lovely. Um, Scythe, which is kind of like, uh, you've got mechs, but you're also in alternative Europe future. Um, it's, I think it's like around the World War yeah, One. Yeah, but it's era. also futurish, like a mash because you've got mechs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steampunk. Yeah, steampunk, steampunk. Um, and that's also been quite fun. Uh, there's actually some surprisingly good Spotify playlist on this theme. Um, very post-punk for a Spotify playlist that works for Scythe. Uh, and... Seven Wonders Jewel is actually pretty fantastic because it, you actually finish it within oh, yep. 30 minutes. It's actually one of those rare games where it's like, ooh, we're going to sit down and play that. And actually, we will finish it in 30 minutes. And then recently got into Quacks of Quedlingburg. Ah, what a name. Quacks of Quedlingburg. Anyone else have heard of that one? No, I haven't heard of that. Heard and of I that. Wait, it sounds duck-oriented. It's I love ducks. It's not duck-oriented at all, but it does make me want to go... <laughs> It very much makes me want to go um, quack, 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 quack. Uh, what's that movie from like the 90s and it's like ice hockey? Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Yes, it makes me want to do that, but it has nothing in relation to any of that. Um, you're, 
<laughs> Pixel Hearts here with Topical New oh. Age <laughs> The Gen Z listeners are going to love that reference. Yeah. It's yeah. a good movie. Go watch it. Like, I don't it, know what it's else potion to say. making, but with gambling involved. <laughs> so you got to like pick out little bits of your ingredients from like your bag. And you don't know what's in the bag. So it's like, oh, you, you, you want to chase those highs and the lows when you pick them out. Don't stay too long. It's just this revolving door of highs and lows. So that's that's my board game wrap up. Cute. I spent a lot of this year buying board games and then not playing them. <laughs> uh, like a lot of time doing that. I need to stop doing it. I have so many board games that I've never opened because it's Big that mood. thing of like, well, I don't think we're fully in that stage yet of me being like, yeah, just come around and hang at my house. Like, I think we're, we're, we're almost there. I think next year is going to be the year I start playing it all. Because Dr. Butts come into Melbourne. I'm moving down, yeah. and then Taya's going to be the last one. That's not fair. I look, I, I am a Sydney cider as long as my job keeps me here, and that's that's probably going to be for quite a while. What about the board game, Taya? Uh, I mean, look. We'll buy a mannequin and, and we'll attach go. an iPad to the front of the mannequin, and <laughs> Taya can just Discord in and we'll move the parts for him. That would be very sweet. And yes, I would love to do that. And at the end of the night, we burn the mannequin <laughs> on a pile. <laughs> I think that that's, that's the only way that you can really like destroy the vessel and ensure I don't possess it overnight. Exactly that. We, we must remove the effigy. Absolutely. It's too dangerous. I can't to. get down to Melbourne. I cannot escape the confines of greater city. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think the thing, board games obviously took a bit of a dip because of COVID for a few years. So to see people like it's still going strong because a lot of people got into like digital board games during lockdown. Like I know I tried it a few times and it just didn't click the same way for me. Um, I know my D&D group absolutely fell apart during COVID because I just could not stand digital D&D. There's just something about being in person and doing doing it in person (laughs) that uh, just... (laughs) Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes it so much better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. No, I, I, I very much agree with you there. I, I've only recently uh, started up uh, running RPGs again in person, uh, including a very silly uh, comedy game of a game that is meant to be played very straight. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, it, it, there's just a different vibe when you're actually in person and able to like joke and jibe and, and riff together. Yeah, just like our very own tabletop RPG that we played that you can listen to now, <laughs> wherever you enjoy good podcasts. I think it's like I refuse to listen back to that. I know my oh. solid snake impression was terrible. No, like it is. It is peak comedy. Was amazing. It's peak comedy. It like good. I, oh my god, I listened to it so many times. Uh, what about I you have guys? A game. I yep. had a game that uh, I absolutely adored this year, and it has kind of romance in it, kind of. But also, I didn't see it win any kind of nomination or anything, which is very sad. And that is a Neon White. Does Neon it, White have romance in it? Well, is that that whole sexual like, tension, the, like the visual <laughs> sexual novel side of it? Sexual tension's almost romance, right? Mm. And that sexual tension inspired me to make a video which was based off that uh, 
cowboy bebop voiceover of i want a woman who just fucking hurts me like you have you seen that video <laughs> anyway i took that audio put it no. over the neon white like that i cut together and it's probably the best any content i have ever created has done sharing and i just see it there and i'm like that's that's what did it that i need to see this this sounds amazing oh, I'll, I'll send it to you after this but neon white <laughs> it's, a, it's a first person uh kind of speed running shooter platformer thing and it's it's essentially demons in i think it's purgatory i'll have to double check it is, yeah. who have to then destroy all of the demons and then escape and there's like angels that have got them shackled and it's like we will finish you off we'll murder you unless you do this job mm. um and amazing soundtrack by i think machine girl absolutely fantastic uh yeah really standout art direction as well like it's very oh, visually stunning and it's one of those ones that because everything they do is done in a very like um all the levels are very like bite-sized so you can just like burn through and just keep going over and over i've found some of those games when they do like the speedrunner first person shooter if they're not checkpointing you if you're not small enough bites you end up just being punished by the fact that you're missing the same jump over and over and i know there's been games like that that i've stopped playing as a result of that but neon white is one of those ones where it's a bit more forgiving of your time as a result mm. Mm. oh it's so good and the the other one that uh was a standout for me was tunic, tunic. oh tunic jesus tunic oh, was this tunic. year yeah it was like early this year i believe yeah, i was about to ask what what games actually came out this year time time is a construct and i don't understand it anymore it's the wild thing like i am still playing because i um chip away at it very slowly elden ring like yes. i very slowly chip away but i just do like a, a week where i play a little bit and then i put it away like i and i don't play heavily because i just find that i just get frustrated after a while but i just am taking my time because i'm enjoying it so much to like elongate it as much as i can and um that it's wild to me that that was this year as well considering yeah. Oh, yeah. the amount of content Whoa. that's come out yeah that's probably the game i played the most this year to be honest i just Same. forgot like what year it is and I think it, to tie it into romance times. i um i definitely am going for the rani ending oh, hell i've yeah. given her, her uh -huh. i've given uh -huh. her the ring i'm already mm -hmm. when i get to the tree i'm bringing on her ending mm -hmm. um because who doesn't want a puppet with four arms as their lover mm. well that is the goal right like that's mm. what we all aspire to kiss kiss fall yeah. in love with a with a puppet dressed as a as a winter witch with four arms and potentially half her face missing nice Oh, and a second face coming out of her that's a ghost. I like, mean, like, two faces is better than one, really. Dream woman. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. All right, Ryan, put in the Kiss Kiss Fall in Love uh, soundbite right <laughs> Oh, gosh, not again. <laughs> did it even happen? I'm, I'm not sure if it happened. It did. Oh, it happened. <laughs> we, did a, we did a weird MIDI soundbite to avoid copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the other one that I played um, most recently towards the end of this year that I really enjoyed, it's a little indie that came out called Potionomics. And that has a romance yeah. edge to it as well. And it was one that I was, um, I, I think something that I noticed uh, this year that was awesome was the power of TikTok for indie gaming. Because I am now following so many little games that are going to start coming out soon that I've been following through their development through TikTok. And it's the power of that social media and when social media is used for good. And Potionomics is one of those ones where I just saw a random concept art ages ago on TikTok and went, 
oh, I love the look of this and just followed it, followed it, followed it. And it launched and I'm all over it. It's a great little game. It's this kind of like you run a business that is a potion shop in a magic um, island uh, and you are, it's part making the potions and running your store. But then when people come in to buy the potions, you then have to haggle with them in a card game. Um, and it's like a deck building game while you haggle with them. But then there's also all these relationships you have to build up so that you can like buy ingredients and, you know, upgrade your store, but also build relationships with them and have friendships and romance with other characters. And it's just, there's just something so charming about everything that's gone into it that it's just like you're playing it and you're just like, oh, this is good vibes. Are all the characters ducks by any chance? No. They're not. <sighs> so close. Sorry. That's all right. There is a moth lady though. Moth lady? Yeah. Oh my god, the moth lady. Yes, I yeah, love she's her. Good. Is her face moth? Moths like and every- ducks. Every character in that, you're like, especially when they arrive in the game, like halfway through, like your playthrough, you're like, I feel like it's too late to romance you because there's this budding adventurer who I'm absolutely in love with and will do Everyone anything Everyone loves for. her. She's, but, she's the key romance. But if I play this again, I'm waiting till you appear and then you're going to be my main squeeze. Like it's everyone has like this element of charm, which is absolutely beautiful. That's sold even more by the facial expressions and animation done in it, which is just beautiful. I think that's the big thing, right? The animation and the character design is done in such a way that every single character is so charming. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a very steady gay man, but this is what I think bisexual panic feels like. (laughs) when everyone is just like, you're just like, I love you. And I love you. And I love you all. Ugh. I mean, yes, because I've been watching The X-Files and, I mean, I think bisexuality and The X-Files kind of go hand in hand is what the internet tells me at least. I, especially with those, like, promotional photos that they do that are, like, super artsy. Oh, yes, yes. Those are, those are amazing. I'm going to agree on Dana, but God damn, I would, like, Mulder could kick him him down a flight of stairs Um, i'm not here for that but dana scully could ruin my life (laughs) what other games we've been playing taya Uh, (laughs) all right i'm gonna jump in with my very fucking nerdy selection here because uh i are you gonna say like pentiment or whatever it is no no even nerdier than that like look I'm a strategy gamer, which means that the games that I play are uh, essentially spreadsheets with, like, nicer UI and graphic design. That's just uh, Excel. So... You just keep opening Excel and doing work. <laughs> That's not a game. Absolutely. It's the game of yeah. life. Well, no, it is. It is. I mean, look, really, <laughs> what is a strategy game if not just the Excel spreadsheet being opened in many different windows? Um, but yeah, so, uh, I've been enjoying Victoria 3 that's come out. Uh, I love all the articles that have come out recently from Kotaku about, like, all the sort of, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, capitalist gamers complaining about, like, communism being OP. Um, (laughs) I also really enjoyed uh, a little indie title called Half-Earth Socialism that came out earlier this year, um, where you play as someone, um, who's helping to organize, like, 
uh, the world response uh, after a successful sort of global revolution um, and trying to sort of uh, like save humanity from like the climate apocalypse and doing it through like different sort of socialist principles and different philosophies and managing different factions and, and things like that, which I think is really interesting. Um, so definitely it's free. Um, go check it out on Steam if you haven't already. Also, for future reference, if you're a, an indie dev who's working on strategy games, please let me know. Uh, and I will definitely shout it out on this podcast or anywhere else I can. Um, and yeah, in terms of romance, I've been playing a lot of uh, the Pathfinder RPGs and just romancing the characters there. Uh, my best girls are Octavia and Arushale, and they're both very sweet in their own way. Aww. These games, I'm looking up all the games that you've played, and like they look beautiful, but they also look like they would give me anxiety because they feel like they, homework. <laughs> they are, they are, but... I played I played are, Frostpunk for the first time this year and it gave me a panic attack at like midnight as the big storm was coming and I'm like oh yeah all my people are dying I I absolutely <laughs> I really love Frostpunk uh, but I cannot play the other game that that studio uh, put out because it is way too close to home um, but yeah no I I those sorts of games the ones that give you anxiety are the ones that calm me down ironically just put me in a crisis that's where I fit oh best. yeah I mean like all-time favorite game is overcooked for me just like get into that like <laughs> into the zone it's the most stressful thing of all so time calming. but like very zen very zen no I also want to very quickly shout out like three games that didn't come out this year that I, I I enjoyed this year. Uh Donut County for the seventh time. That was an enjoyable experience. Thank oh, yeah. you once again for the simple act of just dunking things in a hole and then a <laughs> raccoon laughs. Ten out of ten. Uh Revita, which is just an absolutely beautiful roguelike to sink time into. Uh very, very well put together by a small team. And of course, as no one can forget. Turnip boy commits tax evasion. Always a banger. What? <laughs> this can't be. The what is that? That can't be the first time you're hearing about this. It's it is the first time. What is this? This sounds amazing. Oh my it's God. about turnip boy what? and him committing tax evasion. It's very good. Google it now. Like it's literally the first part of the game is him <laughs> getting a tax form and then tearing it in half, and it goes turnip boy commits tax evasion. Oh my God. <laughs> It's like a three-hour game. It's a fun experience. It's so good. Speaking of speaking of older games, I dipped back to Hades, um, oh, and that was before the announcement at the Game Awards that Hades Two is coming, featuring Hecate, uh, who I was just like, oh, lost my shit over. Um, but like, if, if we want to talk about romance and gaming, that pool. I want again by panic. That game is by panic. The game because you want all of the gods. Mm. I mean, if we're doing some throwbacks as well, games I actually played this year but are not from this year include Death Stranding. Is it still topical yep, to talk about that this year yep, as well? Yep, Death Stranding still topical, and uh, Firewatch. Yes, you mentioned this before, and I got very excited because Firewatch is one of my like goat games. Like, That's I so beautiful. love Firewatch. It was my it. background on a lot of things for a very long time. Yeah. You I, loved it? I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was fantastic. It's just such vibes oh. the whole time. Beautiful vibes. Um, but... That's just a bit of an overview of what we've been playing this year. So you can get a bit of an idea of who we are as gamers. Um, I love that my two pivot between Elden Ring and a potion romance sim. 
Um, <laughs> that is an interesting year to be had. Um, but that's all the time we have today. Uh, we want to thank Ryan Stan for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links and or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other. Bye. Thank you.